Hey guys, welcome to the American Fetcher Podcast. This is a project built to share a few stories and strategies for the everyday hunter and the ones just starting out. My name is Bryant, and you can find us on Instagram at American Fetcher. Please feel free to shoot any questions or comments my way on there. I appreciate it and hope you enjoy the show. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving about a week ago as we get to rolling into Christmas and the meat of hunting season. Uh, today's show is going to be a little different. I was happily asked to join Jake over at the Rowdy Huntsman podcast uh, not too long ago, full of just small talk and a little bit about the brand. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation and decided to share it on here for you guys to give it a listen to as well. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive on in. And thanks, Jake, again for having me. Hey, guys, welcome to the Rowdy Huntsman podcast. Tonight, We've got Bryant on from American Fetcher. He's got a um, outdoor products company. Bryant, how you doing tonight, bud? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I uh, I really appreciate you having me on, buddy. Yeah, man, no problem, no problem. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you've got going on with American Fetcher. Yes, sir. So, uh, really, man, um, I haven't really told my story honestly to a lot of people. Um, course some of the followers that that are following the page have uh know a little bit about my background but um i recently graduated pharmacy school this past may and um that was my deep desire coming out of high school following my mom's footsteps and aunts and had a lot of pharmacists in the family and um pretty much when i was going through school man um not to say it was easy or anything it definitely wasn't but uh i was kind of a morning study person and uh i find myself about three o'clock in the afternoon sort of bored and uh, I was like, man, um, I, you know, I wonder if there's something to dabble with in uh, Instagram or sort of side businesses because I've kind of dabbled in some stuff in the past. And and um, at that time, the Birmingham Deer Expo was was kicking off. And I'm not sure if you ever heard of that, man, uh, but it's a it's a real big outing in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And uh, my goal was to take a notebook there. And uh, I walked through the doors and I was like, all right, what what's missing here? Um of course, you had antlers on every kind of hat. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of southern this, southern that, and no disrespect to any of them at all. But I was just trying to find some kind of niche that really related to me. And then also just, you know, that was just a niche out there in itself. And um, you can kind of see where this is going. But um, figure there wasn't many dog dog pages that, that really represented the, the, the dog world, waterfowl and, mm-hmm. and birds and, and – um, Anyways, man, long story short, American Fetcher came to my mind. Anyways, man, uh, yeah, just just started the Instagram page and um, sort of ran with it. Now there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, hiccups along the way before that, man. I got screwed pretty bad on on one deal uh, with the brand and some other little business things that kind of fell through. That that really sort of helped me be prepared on all cylinders, you know, really wanting to um, make American Fetcher, you know, whatever, you know, whether it got ten followers or where it's at now. Um, but yeah, man, uh, long story short, started that about a year and a half ago, um, closing in on two years since the, since the first hat was on the website. And, uh, dude, we just, uh, it's just, it's just been very special for sure. Yeah, absolutely. T- tell everybody, um, what all you offer on your website right now. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, uh, when I started, it was, I was, I'm a big snapback person, um, Richardson or Pacific. Not sure if you know, know exactly what those are. And, I like, um, I like the, uh, Richardson 112s. That's, that's okay. one of my yeah, favorite so hats. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to have a, just a just a few hat options, and um, I got the shirts rolling as well. So hats, shirts, mainly is what kicked off. But then I got to thinking, you know, 
I don't want to be just another hat brand out there. And more so it went into me creating the Instagram. If you follow the page for a little while, you'll see I try to do it different from talking about side hustles to Bible verses um, to, to just uh, motivational stuff. Um, just because it's sort of who, who I am, sort of like an optimistic kind of person, always thinking like that. And um, then got to thinking, okay, what else besides hats and shirts? And as I was sipping my coffee one morning, I was like, man, you know, what about coffee, ground coffee? I yeah. had no clue. I had no clue, dude, where to even look. But started searching and, and got lucky and found a source who was out in Washington. Several phone calls, told him kind of what I was doing got a blend now our first ever medium dark roast that has really kicked off pretty well so got coffee hat shirts and then um some knobs wallets collars man all handcrafted um in the united states and and also kind of recently hooked up with a veteran who is in tennessee i believe could be wrong on that i'll have to ask him because he's moved recently but he makes leather shell cuffs and i don't know if you've seen them on the website but basically it's a it's a handcrafted deal you put on the butt of the gun that holds about five shells i've, I've seen um, i saw those on your website um but most of the time it's it's some of those cheap ones you get online and neoprene or you know the little uh little stretchy exactly. material it always ends up wearing out and them shells start flopping around all over the place the ones mm-hmm. you've got listed on there that they look like pretty nice quality stuff no they're very quality and to be honest with you man um those leather, see, the thing with the leather shell cuffs is if you've got an old antique gun, see, my view of it is I got a few shotguns passed down from my grandfather, and it's got just that kind of vintage brown buttstock look. Yeah, and it, I think it looks good on it when you put yeah. that antique brown color. Now, some other people don't like all that stuff on the end of their gun, which is fine. So, it's it's sort of a kind of got a new niche, right. I guess, yeah. in, in the market as well. Absolutely, Dude, it's just all it's just all about sort of diversifying, you know, myself in the in the industry as it is because it's real saturated i'll be honest with you and i tell a lot of people who reach out and say hey man i'm ready to start my hat company i give them i did i'm i'm as transparent as possible giving them exactly what i did and it just it just comes down to putting the time in it and and you know finding a few things that relates to you um of having those as, as some products so so yeah they've got got a, quite a few uh options on the website and I still feel like I'm nowhere where I want to be, but then when I look back, that's it's been quite a ride. You know, only a year and a half. You know where, where I've gotten. Um, I put five hundred dollars in the company, and I've never taken anything out of it, and I've just kept investing it, man. Yeah, and, and that's where we're at right now. Well, you, it looks like you've uh, grown to be uh, pretty successful to to only be in it for for a year and a half, two years. You know. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I'm not in a store yet. That's one thing about it. I, I didn't want to be in a store until honestly last week, uh, to be exact, because I wanted to build that brand on the on the Instagram a little bit versus like just just sort of trying to push sales so hard yeah. and going to stores, and then all of a sudden that that hat gets bumped up to thirty dollars, you know, and yeah. nobody really knows the story too much. Yeah. Um, best anyways. best to go ahead and get some momentum going. <laughs> That's what I think, and and that's what I've been trying. And yeah, dude, it's, it's picked up. I, I got to give fully credit to Instagram. It's it's today's world, um, pretty crazy. You can buy something or get something for free. Social media, and you can use it to your advantage, whatever it might be. I know a guy, man, who um, makes custom chop blocks. Yeah, this guy, this guy, <laughs> he had like, I think he had forty orders one month, and he's selling them for two hundred fifty dollars a piece. Some of them. Oh wow. And 150 is is about the lowest. Yeah. And dude, he just he just said, dude, it's just crazy. 
you know, and, yeah. and he had no idea, man. So you know, I'm also dabbling in, in that as well, just because I understand Instagram and I know how powerful it can be um, as far as growing some pages. So I actually have another little side agency to, to help people grow their Instagram pages and, and assist them if they need anything. So yeah, dude, um, I don't really know how to define success, but I feel like it's gotten a lot farther than I, I, I thought it would. So, you know, we're just going to keep seeing what happens. Um, yeah. No, pretty much looks, it. looks like you're doing pretty good, buddy. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Do you have any ideas on, on what you'd like to expand out to as far as merchandise goes for the future? Um, with merchandise, dude, I'll tell you, my biggest hatred is shirts because I, I'm still trying to figure that out right now. It, it's it's what's, what's sort of crazy to me is I can make a design and the mediums and larges can sell out and the extra larges and double X hadn't even dying set one off the shelf yet yeah. and then it's just it's that next week it flips so shirts have kind of been i don't know it's been, it's been an interesting relationship with that but i have some people that are always asking you know about button-ups and I, i'm just i'm still hesitant about that man i'll be honest because i want to be the sort of the fine line of redneck and classy but yeah not too preppy you know yeah. what i'm saying so uh so so i just came out with camo hats the other day and that that was I don't, I was, I was, man, it took me a year and a half, well, two years now, um, to do that because I didn't want to come off as just another sort of redneck. And don't get me wrong, dude, I wear jeans and boots every day. I got it in my blood for sure. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was just, there's so many camo hats, you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. it's just got a logo on it. So yeah, man, I, I am thinking about expanding more into, um, the clothing for sure, but going to be careful with it. Maybe, yeah. maybe some nice vests. Or maybe you know for for more so in the field yeah, type deal. A lot you. of people ask about dog products too, and that's yeah. still on my mind. But it's just all about finding the right source. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, no, I to got make you. sure it's quality product. Maybe you know? uh, maybe hold off on selling the the shirts in in large and extra large till after Christmas. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> after the holiday, everybody puts on a few pounds. <laughs> I know, dude. Well, let me ask you. You you feel like the website so far is in two years? Feel like it has a good? Um, oh, I think it looks you know, great, options. man. It's it's very yeah. it's very professional looking. It looks it looks yeah. real nice. It looks real nice. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. Well, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know. So, uh, like I said, I'm 26 years old. Um, where I grew up, dude, I was very fortunate to live. My grandfather was actually born in a house that's that's I can I can almost throw a baseball and hit it. He's had this land for, for they, it's been in his name for several years, and it's a little, it's a little back forty man. You know how that saying goes. Yeah. It's forty two acres on the on the dot, so yeah. I can really say that. But forty acres, man. I got I got lucky. Got a pond there. He hand hand handmade with his with his uh, with a donkey and a and a plow behind him, and and he just got me into all of it. I, I can remember, you know. I mean, it's the same old story. A lot of people say, dude. Um, as far as they can remember catching fish and then as far as hunting but you know my grandfather he he started me out on a bb gun and hell with that man i'm yeah. telling you i could those spares man <laughs> i'm telling you man i got to where it was it was it was hell on them. oh yeah but but bb guns then i then i got my 410 i couldn't even tell you an age honestly because i'd be lying to you but it was just i feel like when my mind as far as my mind can go it was there if that makes sense yeah Started with a 410, worked my way up to 016, 20 gauge, and 12 gauge, and and then got into some of the high power rifles. But, but dude, I was just around everything. My grandfather, he was a forester. I've raised every animal in Alabama. And yeah. I, I better say so. I not catch myself. 
we didn't have them in a cage, most of them. But I will say, back in the day, we did we did raise them in our houses. I'm uh, pretty sure that's illegal. Um, <laughs> but at the time, but before we realized all that, but raised there, I've always just been around animals and just outside in general. And and um, my dad, he was right there on the forefront of it as well. I can't tell you how many turkey trips we've been on, just out of state deer hunting and 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 argentina dove hunting and that's a story in itself man oh, for man. any of your listeners who are listening to that i've seen videos on that that looks crazy man let me tell you I, all right so well, all right, did you did you have did you have the loaders there that just loaded your gun for you D, 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 yes, <laughs> D. all right all right so so real quick to close in so basically man it's the same old story you know what i mean with the hunting you know a lot of people i don't want to be born with telling you i just got grown up in it luckily you yeah. know just always been outside in my whole life and, and, and fishing and whatnot. But dude, about five years ago, my dad, he's mentioned Argentina. And, uh, I said, I had no clue, didn't know, have no clue about doves. Ducks are big down there too, but, but doves is what we were going after. And, um, he showed me a couple of YouTube videos and you know, obviously it was crazy. So we rolled down there, man. And first afternoon, long story short, first afternoon, we're walking to this little um, setup, and I'm telling the guys, like, you need to hurry up, man. Birds are flying. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. this is unreal. I was like, hey, I need a gun. He's like, dude, you might as well. Don't you worry. Just, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> and, um, dude, I think the first the first day I hit, I killed 850. It was yeah. about six hours. It was about six. It was about six hours. So we get back to the camp, and I'm just fascinated. I can't yeah. explain it, man. Yeah. It was, it was the only way I could, I have videos. I mean, I can definitely shoot you. I actually put one on my Instagram page, American Fetcher, not too long ago. But if you wanted to shoot, and I calculated the next day, you, you would shoot every three seconds. That was Damn. the average. That was average. And I know that doesn't seem possible because Alabama, man, if you scratch out 15, you, you've, that's a, that's a hunt. You know yeah. what I mean? Like oh, yeah. you've done something. Oh yeah. And dude, I'm doing 15 in a minute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so anyway, so the next day I, I told the guy, he's like, does any of y'all want to go for some kind of like mile marker, like goal or anything? And I said, I want to kill 2,000. <laughs> 2,000. <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, he said, all right, dude, I, I, I got you a spot. It's a, it was a flyway, but he got me on this knoll. Okay. So these doves were flying low. But when they ease up on this knoll, you know what I mean? It's almost yeah, like they, they kind of flutter up. They kind of pause there for a little second. Yeah. Oh, dude, dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I get there, and yep, got my shell loader guy, and he brought me three guns. And he said, all right, so you want to go for 2000 this morning or the afternoon? I said, let's do it this morning. Let's go ahead and get it. And and I, I killed 2400 before lunch. Wow. I stopped at 2400 and I, and, and I, I videoed about three minutes of it my dad sitting on a bucket he was videoing me and um what what uh what shotgun are you shooting for that Beretta. okay what so gauge they, they have oh a gauge so i started off with 12 gauge and that changed i was about to say quick, dude that would tear my shoulder up yep that changed real quick i went to a 20 but here's the thing with argentina um you can first of all you can pick any shot you want but i'll, I'll be honest with this man uh 20 gauges change me on this trip yeah i'm i'm 20 gauge out right now that that's what i want <laughs> no matter yeah. what it is dude yeah it's, ruined it's, you it, it, dude it's it's just it's just 
you, you, I mean, you got to get used to it, but you start just being a better shot with it, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I mean, you take your time just a tick longer, and yeah. I don't know. It just makes it a little bit more of a sport. You, you, you let the ones that's a little out of reach go, but yeah, man, that, that morning, I'm a, I got, yeah, I had a Beretta 20 gauge, and he's loading me as, as quick as I'm, I'm shooting. He, it, it was one guy counting. And another guy strictly loading. He didn't have yeah. enough time to load and count at the same time. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because he's too yep. busy. <laughs> he's too busy, dude. And I was shuffling through two or three guns at a time because because of the barrel and, and and just a little bit easier. And uh, twenty four hundred that morning. And but where it gets you at on them Argentina trips is is the shells. You got to be careful with that. And I can't remember how much the shells were. If you ask me, it was about because the trip was a few years ago. But man, I can't remember. But it was a five thousand dollar trip. I remember. Yeah. That. All around, and I know yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, you, you got to save up for just, it. Just you know, for it, you. It, just for me. And yeah. that's including plane tickets down there and everything back. Um, yeah, dude, it, it's, I mean, yeah, $5,000. I mean, it, it's crazy. But if you if you, if you you want to see chaos and maybe once in a lifetime deal, if you if you can do it, if you can hold out or you can save like $5 a day for about two years or whatever that equals, yeah. I, I would definitely recommend it, man. And I'll tell you, I, when we were in Argentina, we had another group from Louisiana there. And he, they were saying, they were asking if I was a turkey hunter. And I said, no, oh, that's my favorite. Turkey turkey hunt's my favorite, for yeah. sure. And he said, you got to try New Zealand. They killed 21 gobblers in three days, two of them did. Yeah. And he said, he, he just said that he, he, he was with his, he, well, he had his wife with him. Sorry, it was two guys, and then he had his wife. And he told his wife, he said, I'm not cleaning another breast. He said, we're yeah. stopping. And, like, I mean, it, it was, like, after eight that day. Just get sick of it. Dude, I mean, and so there's just, there's places out there, man, in this world. Being from Alabama where everybody and their mom's hunting, it just, it doesn't seem like that's a thing, but it's pretty crazy. I wanted to ask you, is is North Carolina, is it pretty wrapped up with a lot of hunters your way? Um, yeah, yeah. The turkey hunting, um, pretty good around here. Um, deer hunting, unless you got private land, Deer hunting on public around here is is that's a gamble. <laughs> I, I was telling you we we had a phone call earlier. I was telling you you know the the closest public land around here is Uari, and that's normally shot up. You're not you're yeah. not really going to see anything. Um, those yeah. deer are wised up. You know anything that's not is probably dead after the first few days. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, turkeys turkey around here all right. Um, I normally go up to Virginia and do most of my hunting. Um, yeah. But uh, my buddy Devin uh, from Spurred Outdoors podcast he's he's a big turkey hunter um he's got a pretty good success rate for north carolina as far as turkeys go on public land but, oh um, wow i tell you um public land my uncle he uh that's all he hunts is public land and he all only hunts a bow for deer like he's 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 trying to make it as hard as he can make it and i've went with him definitely a few times but i tell you man that's a special game in itself being able yeah. to harvest what you want to harvest on public land and i tell everybody man if you're in Alabama or Mississippi or I'd say Georgia, and I'm I'm sure your state's in the, in the category. If you if you can if you can kill a turkey in any of those states, by gosh, you can kill a turkey anywhere in this country. I, I swear it's 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 tough. And if you and if you're doing it on public land, you know that's even more respect to you. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a it's an interesting sport. I love it, dude. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, hunting in Alabama. Yeah, dude. So. Um, as far as ducks, I mean, it's nothing too crazy. You got your old wood ducks. That's the most popular for, for me and my neck of the woods. They're still fun, but 
deer deer especially man so when i grew up my dad wasn't a big duck hunter and and we had a few leases for deer and it it just felt like christmas morning every time i was checking the game camera um, i loved it i love i love figuring out trying to figure out deer you know what was the what was the biggest deer on this piece of property you know if he was mature like trying my best to, to get them and i've scratched out a few few good deer over the year but yeah deer deer hunting mainly was for me in the fall and i had some buddies who had a couple wood duck holes who mm-hmm. we would scratch out some for there but see i'm not the one that that um traveled a lot for ducks i'll be honest and, yeah. and it's interesting because i have you know american fetcher it comes off as everybody's thinking it's a big mainly a duck page and, and don't get me wrong i definitely love it but um yeah, dude, just, just for me in my area, it's just been mainly deer, squirrels, dude. I mean, I feel like squirrels are so under, underrated. I, I I get after them things quite a bit during season. The season is so long. It's like September 15th to like March 7th. Yeah. It's crazy long. Um, as far as birds, dude, I mean, you know, we got the, we got three or four good duff shoots, hardly any quail. Um, I heard you talking the other day about, what was that woodcock is that was that right what you what y'all been yeah woodcock woodcock around here is pretty yep. good um you are is a pretty good spot for woodcock mm-hmm. down at the coast is a pretty good spot um dove is always good around here i mean dove's just about good anywhere quail um it's it's hard to find wild quail around here you can find a few coveys here and there but mm-hmm. most i mean most of the habitat's on its way out as far as quail goes um, until they yeah, do dude. something about habitat quail's going to have a hard time bouncing back in this area in North Carolina. I agree. What would you say the main issue for you guys is on, on the quail? Is it just is is it habitat just management? Habitat and um, depredation too. You know, you've got uh, the coyotes. They'll they'll get after them. Coyotes here, just like anywhere, um, have blown up here in the past 10 years, 10, 15 years. Um, so you've, you've got, you know, different things out there going after them. Um, but also, you know, habitat's probably the biggest. I, th- I think if you've got habitat... As far as good cover goes, um, some of that that uh, predatory factor will, will phase its way out if they can get the good cover, um, right. but they just don't have right. that right now. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Well, let me ask you, hey, what state do you feel like is pretty strong with the quail around you guys? Do you hear of anybody really hitting wild quail that much around you guys anywhere? There's there's wild quail here. It's it's few and far between. You'll You'll see a few in the mountains. My buddy's my buddy's seen a few coveys down as public land towards the middle of the state, but it's 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 not it's not anything crazy, you know, fifteen bird covey rise or anything like that coming up out of the brush. Mm-hmm. I understand. Just a few yep. birds, um, and most of the time, whenever I see them, it's it's if I see them wild, we're <laughs> we're within we're we're probably within a stone soil preserve, and they're probably seed birds that have survived a shoot, you know, from the weekend before. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah it's just uh quails they're they like to die for some reason <laughs> yeah i understand and we were on like like i said when we were on the phone call yeah texas it, it it had a pretty good big hit but but it seems like they've um rebounded pretty good out there i've just man i'll tell you the last last seven or eight years of my life it's just been a little um chaotic as far as really wanting to get out and do what i want to do as far as hunting and and going out of state and trying new things but you know, we always put out quail, you know what I mean? You yeah. There's cage birds, but, you know, still a good time. But, yeah, man, besides the deer in the fall and, you know, some ducks here and there, definitely my favorite, like I said, was was the turkeys in the spring. And, and we got a little little lease here 
that we can scratch out about three or four. But besides that, my dad's in the hardwood lumber company, and he just you know has friends sort of throughout the country that that says, "Man, I got turkeys out here in Oklahoma or Maine, <laughs> Maine of all places." Um, to where he goes out and and really pounds them up there. But yeah, man, you know just your, just your average, just general. Um, hunting and fishing in Alabama is just like I said it's it's a lot of people that do it we live 40 acres right here by my house it's we got one field on it man and the people around it that surround it I mean I, I like I don't know what your what 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 your thoughts are on going out and just shooting anything that moves you know as far as a deer standpoint but they don't care you know yeah. like I mean and these deer have sort of this are it's a safe zone on our little 40 acres yeah um and and dude we we scratch out 130 inch deer on our 40 acres wow. every year. Yeah. yeah that's awesome it, it's 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 crazy dude and every each year my well I, I i say that i say me but it's my sister she she won't let me go back there i have to i just have to drag it out but yeah man it's it's but it's good um i want to really really do a lot a lot of new things this upcoming year just because got pharmacy school out of the way and, and some of the bigger tests and kind of in an interesting transition and man one thing with american fetcher and it, it sounds bad that i would never try to use somebody at all but how kind a lot of people are of dude you got to get up here and hunt with us you know what i mean like i can't tell you yeah. how many people has invited me it's just i want to just say screw it just get in the get in the truck go bring a video camera and just not even bring a shotgun but just enjoy the the hospitality and just meeting new people and, yeah. and just seeing a different, you know, scenery. Enjoy the um, trip. It's sort of, dude, it's sort of like Argentina. Like Argentina, like is something in itself with the doves, but just the scenery is different. You know, a Texas turkey hunt, the scenery is so much different than Alabama. These bottoms that will, I mean, you're give out, man. If you yeah. if you're if you're trying to chase one down, I mean, it's just, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of just different hunting. I guess sceneries and just just adventures that are in the, just this country that I want to to go do just to see something new. I, I kind of like that, and it's just been just kind of been held down for the past few years. So, um, yeah, man, um, that that's pretty much it on my end. Just as far as what I've been doing, what I hunt, um, fishing is a big part as well. I don't know if you you talk about much about fishing on this podcast, but um, man, the girl I'm dating right now. She's definitely very special, and her dad is lives and breathes hunting and fishing as well. He has a duck lease in Dermont, Arkansas, and dude, the videos he has on his phone are—I would put them up with any big shot outdoor channel show you see. Yeah, it, it, and he don't do any kind of uh, you know any kind of he don't allow anybody to come in and hunt or anything like that. And, yeah, and he greenheads everywhere, but he also has a little he has a little fishing camp. Um, down in Grand Isle, Louisiana, we'll get on some speckled trout down there during the summer. It's just basically like a seven-pound bass you're reeling in every time, and yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's just a good time that I, I I've just enjoyed being outside and really with the brand, not necessarily showing showing it from my point, but just um, I just try to really promote a lot of uh, gratitude in it because, dude, it it it's so hard, like going, just using turkeys as an example, it's so tough killing one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like people get down about it because they see a buddy going out to Texas and, you know, stretching the, the tailgate out with, you know, him and a couple hunters on the first day. And 
it, I'm just more so like, you know, just enjoy, enjoy the moment, just enjoy the chance. I mean, you're living, you get, I mean, when's the last time you thought about that you could see through your eyes? You know what? Yeah. What if you're blind? Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's extreme, but it's like, that's how I think every single day. I'm yeah. Don't take advantage of anything. Yeah, dude. And, uh, like, just, you know, just enjoying where you're at and what you're given. And, uh, yeah, dude. But, and, and a lot of times with, a lot of times with, with, uh, you know, Instagram's flooded with, with the tailgate pictures nowadays. Oh, gosh. Yep. And it's easy yep. for someone to see that stuff and be like, yeah, man, they're, they're getting, you know, huge deer up at so-and-so or, you know, mm-hmm. six grouse up in the UP, this and that. Well, a lot of times you don't see the sweat equity that goes into those hunts either. Right. You know what I mean? You're, you're seeing the, the end product of, most of the time, a lot of hard work. You know what yep. I mean? Um, that's that's man, that's um, something that they're putting out. You know, because they're proud of it, uh, but it's 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 the the product of a of a um, you know a, a day, two days, you know, sometimes a week worth of hard work. You know, especially like you know, all those elk hunts out west. You know, they're hiking, you know, you know, miles and miles a day up and down mountains, and um, that's something that they put a lot of hard work into. But you know, they might just post one or two pics from that trip. Man, I'll tell you, I, we'll go through turkey season and. I had, I mean, with the brand, say, say for example, like last year, um, people were like, dude, had your season been in in two weeks? I was like, dude, I'm trying to get the same one I started yeah. on day one. Like, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's just a process, dude. And I just love the process. But going back to Instagram, it, it, it's, it's, it can be used in a good way and a bad way. I'll tell you, I know, I, I wouldn't say their name. I wouldn't dare say their name, but, but dude, there's some, big time product brands because I know um, about my girlfriend's lease. I mean, my girlfriend's dad's lease out there. He, he's, he has a few reps from a few brands come in. Okay. We'll just say that, that yeah. kind of talk to him cause he's got a prime location, but he's, it's, he kind of hears stories. Dude, these people will, will they'll pay an outfitter, what? 1500, $2,000 to come shoot some green heads and take those green heads and put it in about, no joke, eight to ten different settings, um, like I mean, s- sceneries, and change their outfits up, and, dude, <laughs> and post that every day. I like they know. are just waxing hey, them. I know exactly what you're talking about, and, and that's what I'm saying, dude. Like yeah. I'm saying, like y'all, this ain't real life. Stop getting I know, I know this. exactly what you're talking about. And when Devin listens to this, he's no, he's gonna know exactly what we're talking about too. Yeah, yeah that, you you see people like that all the time. And a lot of times they can't shoot worth the shit. They can't hunt worth the shit. Um, you know, they might get, you know, two or three birds one day out of the season. And, yeah, they're going to want to change that change that, uh, that scenery up, make it look like, you know, it's it's different birds posting in I'm different, yeah, different environments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you see that all so, the time. So, so, like, dude, I, like, <laughs> when I hear stories that on the back end, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, y'all. It ain't real life, and, it, and, it, and if some of those people do have it like that, then, you know, God bless them. I hope they ain't taking it for granted. Like, seriously, they better be enjoying every day of their life with that. But, yeah. but still, dude, like I said, I'm just promoting sort of the process of whatever it is and wherever you're at and kind of the cards you're dealt. But, yeah. dude, one yeah. thing I've sort of – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, a lot, a lot of times it's, it's mostly with, you know, the, the waterfowl stuff. It's hard to do that yeah. with a deer or an elk, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I know. Yeah, I know like exactly I said, what I'm, you're talking about. I'm not hating on them too, too bad. But 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 dude, that's a real thing. And uh, dude, but what, what I'm saying is like, people start just like 
if they don't kill a limit, they're embarrassed to post a picture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and well, I think I, I think I, one I, of the I bigger them, problems is you know people people don't need to live for Instagram. You know what I mean? It's Instagram has has soiled the the hunting community. You know, the, the past few years of where you know if, if you're not able to um, to get on there and and post the the coolest gear or you know a limit of so and so or the biggest buck or whatever you know you're 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 not worth nothing you know what i mean that's that's the problem with instagram um yeah. it comes down dude, to used to, to be you know worried you, about other people's opinions yeah yeah used to be you know you go out and you could shoot a little basket six on public land and you were fine with that man you, that was cool deal you know you get <laughs> and, and it didn't matter you know, might get a couple pictures you know Polaroid, whatever, stick it on your thumbtack wall in a garage, and that's cool, yep. and you eat the meat. Nowadays, you're ashamed. You know, you see a lot of posts online of, oh, well, I know he's not the biggest, but blah, 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 blah. It don't matter, man. That's your tag to fill. You know what I mean? Dude, it don't I'm matter. Telling you. Dude, I've been hearing people who are trying to age turkeys, and I'm like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, it, it just, just saying, oh, you shot a two-year-old, well, I shot a five-year-old. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it's just... Yeah, dude, it's it's just all about um, the show now. Now, Instagram, like, it, I don't, I got to be careful because I'm, you know, the business is on Instagram and I'm posting every day and won't, you know, I, I try to find the line of of take the picture of the sun rising in the morning or the or the fishing hole that you're in. Yeah. Like, be proud of that. Like, just yeah. seeing that. And I'm trying to, you know, post more of like the iPhone pictures from from followers versus a, you know, a huge high dollar camera because honestly, yeah. man, like. Instagram sort of flooded with those big time pictures and, and, oh, yeah. and um, dude, I'll tell you, Instagram is actually working it out a way of, they're taking away the follower account. I mean, follower numbers and number of likes you're getting. Yeah. Like you can't see it. I saw something about that where it wasn't going to show the, the amount of likes. Dude, I think that on be, a picture. I, 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 and I'll tell you the reason why they're doing it. People are going to, people are going to like freak out about that. Oh, well, well, <laughs> Certain okay, accounts look, will. Yeah, dude, so, like, let me play around this for a minute. So, basically, Instagram's sort of like, all right, we have a lot of Instagram famous people that are that are posting these same shots because they know that gets likes, and they're not well, they're, being creative of how to work outside the box. You they're, know what I mean? They're reliant on Instagram mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for their image, yeah, um, yeah. for their brand. They're, they're yeah. reliant on the likes. That's their their main focus is looking cool on Instagram. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Nowadays, though, it's done when it, it it's, it's almost like hunting has done got into a. I don't know, man. Like my view on hunting, like I have to sort of rethink it every every year to make sure I'm grounded on the right principles because it's not necessarily that I see it a lot. I just feel like it's more so of like a. Like a fashion. It, it almost it almost like, gets like high or like even middle school like clicky. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I run across some pe- dude. I'm. I know that there's a lot of kind of weird stuff that kind of pisses me off, and, and I I'm not gonna say too much about it, but but like I dude I know individual accounts that have sixty thousand followers or more. And they like they are asking my buddy if he has like a turkey, any kind of turkey land for them to come hunt. They've never killed a turkey, all right. Yeah. So he's like, oh, we kind of wrapped up, you know. It's hard enough for our own self. Yeah. And that same spring season, 
they know all about turkey season. They know all about how to kill a turkey. Oh yeah, because they went they went to a yeah. you know somewhere they, and shot one. They and went on one turkey. How hunt. to do it? Yeah, like telling you how to do it and you should like <laughs> you know, like man, like yeah. It, but it's not. I don't like. I'm not hating on those people, but it's like we just uh, hunting it in itself just needs to. Um, we just need to. I think we just need to be a little bit better grounded. And that, and honestly, you know, I keep saying American Fetcher, I keep going back to it, but that's that's another reason why I started because. Man, I don't tag a single spot, a product page. I'll be honest, and I'm not hating on anybody that does yeah. that. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't use the hashtags. I'm just, That's, I'm trying to be as real. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying to misspell words. Dude, yeah. I have my girlfriend say, "Real you deal." Don't use you don't use their T H E I R right in that sentence. Yeah. You know, you use it like it's all I'm good. Just, it's, I'm just it's the way it is. Dude, yep, yep. Yeah. And I'm just trying to like, in a way, like give not permission, but like saying like you know for my follower group that it's okay to post whatever you know or, or you know just be yourself shoot yeah no that's that's, that's what i thought was cool about your your page you're not, you're not trying to plug you know every single brand out there on your pictures even though you could you got a you got a pretty large instagram page Dude, here's um, the thing about that let me, let me interrupt you real quick i'm sorry yeah, about no that. you're fine i haven't had but look i had a i had a company the other day say hey if you want us to um promote you on our stories just be sure to tag us in every picture and i said i'm not doing that like yeah. i'm just not doing that they unfollowed me and and it was a, <laughs> it was a it was a it was a pretty big brand it was a yeah. pretty big brand like that has products so like i won't, I won't say, you know i'm not gonna say it but but the what i'm saying is i have nobody coming at me asking to do any sort of thing because i feel like in a way i've given off this vibe of like not that i'm doing my own self and trying to be selfish but like i'm not bsing the customer right like you gotta have this shotgun if you want to kill ducks. Yeah, you gotta use this certain shell. Like, you gotta use this camo, dude. I hunt deer in my Carhartts and a flannel shirt almost every single day. And I mean, I'm telling you, I'm I'm not big on on. It's got to match camo. You know, turkey's a little bit different, but people are getting caught up in that. And I ain't hating on the sicko lovers out there. Like, I yeah. mean, if you like it, if you want to buy it for your own self, I a hundred percent support it. Like if it makes you happy. Yeah. But if you think you, whenever you, it's just, it's just some interesting um, deals that are happening out there that you think you got to have something to yeah. do something else. And I'm just not going to promote it. Oh, but, absolutely. Yeah. Man, uh, if, I mean, if, I, if I'm, if I'm going to spend $500 on hunting, it's not all going to be on camera. Yeah. Dude, I had the same camo, I swear, for, for man, five years maybe, maybe longer. Yeah. But I'll tell you, dude, I will recommend a rubber boot, and they're not even in the United States, so I, I feel like I, I'm sort of already shooting myself in the foot, but it's La Chimote. You ever heard of them? No, I'll have to look them up. <sighs> okay, so my thing with turkey season is I was sweating death in my little rubber boots. You know what I'm talking about? Those little lacrosse boots? Like, yeah. I mean, there's a little green. Gosh, man, I'm telling you, I could read they call them. Um, they call them wellies in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, so my buddy, he he's a turkey hunting fanatic. Him and his other buddy came up and they had these boots on. I'm like, I've never even seen anything like it. Yeah. And it, but it's nothing crazy. It's just a regular rubber boot. It's got a zipper on the side, but it's it's got leather lining in it, and it's it's very lightweight. And and man, when I say I hardly sweat in them. That's a thing. And it feels like I'm wearing a tennis shoe. Yeah. And what they do is, if you ever, if you ever, it's $500. That's the kicker. So oh, I yeah. just said, dude, I don't know. You just said, I ain't spending $500. Well, just hear me out. If, if you're, if you're running and gunning during turkey season, or, you know, if you're, 
they won't keep your feet warm. Let me let me put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. If you're early season deer, well, it's, or a, it's a it's a rubber boot. It's it's, it's meant for boot, for gosh, wet sloshy like, environment. It's a daggum rubber boot. That's what it comes down to. But if you ever cut it or anything, they'll send you up a new pair for nothing. Like it's a good deal. But I will say, I don't, I'm not because I feel like not, nobody's ever heard of it. And I've had some people ask me what kind of boots I wear. I will recommend that. It's it's one of those deals where like I'm kind of weird about the beer I drink, you know, the type of toilet paper and that rubber boot during turkey season. <laughs> That's about yeah. it, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm particular on them things. So, but yeah, yeah, dude. Now, what was the name of those again? So it's called La Shamu. And I, yeah, I'd recommend looking into them for sure. You know, that's one. But like I said, you pay $500, but I went, I was going through rubber boots, you know, every other year. So in the long run, it saves me money. Yeah. It's another way I'll think about it. I've got the neoprene, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, like the muck boots. Mm-hmm. That's that's oh, what yeah, I that's yeah, what I use. Yeah. Gumleaf, yeah. uh, Gumleaf. I've I've always heard really good things about Gumleaf boots. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're five hundred dollar range. I think they're anywhere from three to four. Um, they're out of the UK, but they have a Gumleaf, you know, USA division. Um, but uh, they've they've yeah, got they a pretty reputable brand here here in the states as far as uh, rubber boots go. Um, and they are on a rubber boot, you said? Yeah, yeah, they're no. all 100, 100% um, gum tree, rubber, whatever, wherever they mm-hmm. make that stuff out of. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't got a pair yet. I'll, I'll probably end up getting some in the future, but uh, I've I've got a pair of the, the you know, the muck-style boots right now. It is a big investment. If you tell somebody you wouldn't bought a $500 pair of rubber boots, somebody's going to slap you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. I would like the whole the whole idea with me, dude. It's kind of like taxes. <laughs> I feel like I'm whenever I pay something, I want to get a good investment in return, and I I, I do believe in that. But um, yeah, man, it's it's a good pair, and, and like I said, though, uh, I'm just ready, man, for for hunt season to get going. Honestly, and and no, what all know, what all's uh, what all's rolling down there in Alabama right now? Rolling down right now is squirrel. It's just squirrel. We got deer coming up on the fifteenth, and that's both season. Man, that's one thing about Alabama. I, I'm not gonna say I agree with it, but man, from October fifteenth to February tenth, I believe, you shoot a deer every single day if you want it. Yeah, it's just you know it's pretty crazy of a deer season down here. Um, do y'all so do y'all do uh, hunting with dogs down there at all? Well, I personally don't, but my I got a buddy who does. And well, let me tell you something interesting about that with the dog deal. So he, they have about 500 acres, and it's in Mississippi, actually. And I've been with them a few times. Man, they always shoot a big deer every year, like one or two. I'm talking about 140 inches or above. And it's always – it just – what's crazy is how those – how deer keep coming back to it because they'll run dogs through there. Like, I mean, it's quite a few times that they'll, they'll, they'll have their runs. And, Dude, and still, those deer are, are, are find their way back and, and slip on in and lay down. You know, with a big yeah. buck, you can walk almost right beside it. So I don't know if they just miss them on the first run, but but dogs, that's an interesting game, man. Yeah, I tell you, my first hunt, sitting on the side of the road, and I hear this dog, <laughs> I hear this dog coming, and and that dope about ran me over, <laughs> and it, it was five steps, dude, five steps. Oh wow! And I and I and I, and I shot her right there. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting experience. It's fun, but they they'll, they'll they'll jump up a big deer, and you know they'll get on the little radio and say, "All right, everybody, we got to transition to to this other road." Um, saw a big deer, dog changing the dogs to to run that way now. And, yeah, you know, you never know what's about to come out. It's kind of like rabbit hunting. I don't know if you do much of that, but 
big, what, what would you say your biggest, I guess, hunting is? Like, what, what do you like the most? Um, well, uh, that's, a, that's a toss-up between deer and bird hunting, like upland bird hunting. Just upland uh, bird hunting. Yeah, we, yeah. I'm, I'm, me and uh, I've got a Drothar. He's a uh, mm-hmm. German wire hair, same thing. Um, we're going to the, – the North Carolina grouse opener is Monday. So today's you know, Saturday night, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. North Carolina grouse openers in a couple of days. We're going to go – I've, I'm a sales rep at work, so I'm going. I'm going out west of the state um, Tuesday uh, to to look at a job, and it's going to be a, a short little walkthrough. So I'm going to go ahead and take take Baron with me and take all my stuff, and I'm going to do a little hunting on the way back. Um, I'm going to be passing. I'm going to be passing right by a uh, spot that I've been wanting to check out. I, I scouted it out online, and um, I'd actually talked to some guys. Um, with the uh, North Carolina uh, Forestry Service, the, the Wildlife uh, Service, they they're the guys that handle all the uh, forestry stuff for the wildlife, and um, they kind of got me a a bearing on where would be a good spot to chase some grouse. So um, I'm going to check those spots out on the way back. Um, I think I'm going to go up there maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but yeah, for as far as me, it's a it's a toss up between um, grouse and deer. Um, yeah, most of my uh, most of my deer hunting's up in Virginia though, where my wife's family's from. Um, they've got they've got hundreds of acres up there to hunt. It's a good little setup up there, so that's that's where I do most of my deer hunting. Um, I went to UR a few weeks back, but it's UR like I was saying earlier. It's 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 hard to it's hard to even see a deer out there most of the days. I heard that. Well, man, like two things, two comments on that. First off. That's my next dog, man. Either a GWP or a or a or a Boykin. Yeah. I can't I can't decide. I'm going back back dude, between a wire hair. Wire, wire hair is way to go, man. I have never dude. See, okay. Here's the thing. All right, this will sound bad. So I had a lab, um, pretty much growing up, and it passed away right before pharmacy school. And I I just I didn't want to get another dog through that time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just right. You so busy. You so busy with dude, it. Yeah. No, no way I'd be able no, to I got time. you. And then all of a sudden I look up, it's five years old. You know what I mean? And I yeah. ain't even hunted. So, so, uh, with me, dude, I, every, okay, I'm not hating old labs. I will put them up there, man, as the top dog. Trust me. Trust me like I will. But with all the people that I talk to with American Venture, it's, it's so many labs and it sounds bad, but I just want that different look. I don't know why. And, and those beards, man, on them yeah. wire hairs, I, I love it. It's yeah. just, and then I feel like the Boykins are a little, they don't even get talked about that much. I know that's kind of two drastic different dogs, but it's just, I'm in yeah. between both of them. I'm still figuring well, that out. Ain't, but. ain't nothing wrong, ain't nothing wrong with a lab either. Uh, oh, just, just, no. just like, uh, Mike tells me, you know, I'll, I'll get talking about, talking about labs. And Mike will tell me, you know, uh, most dogs die half trained labs or he thinks are born half trained. Oh, uh, so labs are hard to beat. Um, depending on what kind of hunt you're doing. Um, Man, as far like, as upland yeah. birds go, hey, he's and Mike's one's got me turned on to wire hairs. Um, that's that's a that's a damn versatile dog. He'll he'll do it all. Well, let me ask you this: since you since you so you own a wire hair, correct? You yeah, own a yeah. Wire hair. He's in there in the kennel right mean, now. How, okay how 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 much would you say you are around um, a short hair? Um, very limited experience. Um, okay, I was going to ask you: Have you seen any specific, you know, one-on-one kind of differences, or was it more energy in one or the other? I'm not a dog expert by any means. I think they they're kind of notorious for being a little little spunky. 
yeah. But like, I don't, I don't have very, I don't have any short hair experience. So I'm not, I'm not one to speak on that. They're good dogs, you know. I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to sit in a duck blind with one. You know what I mean? Just because they're, they're kind of spazzy. But uh, depending on what kind, what kind of hunting you're going to do. Um, I'd say that's that's a factor too. Yeah, and, and sure, then that's all sure. that's all going to depend on what what kind of dog you're going to get anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it, you know, my girlfriend's dad he he had a grand champion lab who was phenomenal, and um, just I guess I guess just being around it so much, dude, and just talking labs all the time. You know, seeing so many pictures being sent in. I, I, it sounds bad. It's nothing against the breed at all. But, yeah, I just it's one of those deals I want a little something different. I don't know. Uh, but it goes back, dude, to, to what am I going to be hunting. That's yeah. huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I definitely don't want to. And that's another thing why I'm in between a few things with with them. But, but yeah, dude, I'm just taking my time. It, it was interesting that you just said that wire here because I'm, I've definitely been talking and asking. So I, I thought it was big, big good to ask you, man. That's that's cool. Yeah, they're they're great. Hey, they're great dogs. I was gonna ask you, do you uh, do you use Onyx or any kind of other GSP maps? I do. I do use Onyx. GPS. Um, I mean. Onyx is is pretty legit. I love the fact you can you can download sections of the maps for offline use. Uh, I just did that a couple weeks ago in uh, Uari because I had service at the cabin and I knew what when I have service out where I was going to be hunting at, and um, I went and found my spot, downloaded the map, took a uh, you know. Yep. 20 30 minutes to download it with uh, the limited wi-fi that i had in the cabin but um once i was out there i could pull it up just as clear as i could you know off of uh off of wi-fi and use yeah, it dude. just like i was using it off of wi-fi mm-hmm. um, so yeah, yeah onyx onyx is great um and that's that's what i'll do if i'm scouting spots um i'll i'll, I'll get on onyx and find uh i mostly i i try to hunt public lands you know if i'm out and about just because I don't have a network of private lands to have access to. Um, so I'll find, you know, the game lands uh, on Onyx, the, you know, the borderlines and everything, and I'll get a basic bearing on that, and then I'll get on to Google Earth. Um, I will try and find, um, like for, for grouse hunting, I'll try and find the, the clear cuts on Google Earth, yeah. Go over to Onyx and um, make sure I'm going to be good over there, and then I'll set a waypoint, and then I'll go out, and that's where I'll go. But yeah, dude, I, I tell you, I, with turkey season, I mean, I don't know if there's like a um, if if everybody just don't use it as much, but like turkey turkey season is a game changer with that kind of stuff. But I wanted to ask you because you're with the grouse and and other kind of upland birds, but just because I'm not around that as much, you know what I mean? Like how crucial, um, how good would it be in that setting as well? As far as Onyx and other yeah. GPS Onyx, stuff, but Onyx, I think plays a um, a pretty good role um, for the bird hunters because uh, most times they've got dogs and those dogs can't read that map. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if if yep. they're they're wandering across property lines, you need to know that. That's um, right. So that's where Onyx is going to come in come into handy. Um, that's uh, that's something that's going to pay off to have. If you're letting out on public land, 300 yards up the hill, it, it turns into private. Those dogs don't know that. You know, they go exactly. on up the hill. They're they're cutting across this and that. If they wander over there, you need to know that. You need to know exactly where you're at. You can get your get your dogs back. You know, back where you're good. That's that's where Onyx is going to pay off. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, and you know, a lot of other people. I think is it Waypoint? Is that the other one that's out there? I'm not sure. I'm there's not sure there's the Onyx. There's um. 
there's hunt wise um i'm not sure what all mapping systems are out there i I just use onyx oh yeah dude do y'all have do y'all have quite a bit of public land up up there you they're not not exactly where I'm at towards the, the middle of the bit. state. Um, like I like I was telling you the other day, Uari is right smack down the middle of the state, and that's that's why it's always hunted out. You know, um, you've got some towards the eastern uh, part of the state towards the coast. You've got some towards the uh, western part of the state. You've got uh, Pitska and Nantahala, uh Cold Mountain. Um, there's a uh, there's there's a good bit towards the western part of the state, but right smack down the middle, you you really just got Uari, um, and uh, there's there's different uh, little pockets here and there, but uh, not much to speak of. Uh, but North Carolina, as far as public land goes, is unless you're on the coast or in the mountains, there's there's not really much to offer. They do you squirrel hunt much. I gotta ask you. Yeah, yeah. No, I love squirrel hunting. Um, squirrel hunting's fun. Land? Yeah, now you are is good for that because um, okay, it's, it's, it's full. It's full of yeah. It's full of hardwoods and Ugh. it's 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 great for squirrel hunting. Dude, I'm telling you, I feel like that. Though, that is something I believe in. Like after deer season, we got we got a we got a little bit of public land around us, and and man, there is squirrels. I, I mean, you can't imagine. Like, now, you, like you shoot them with a uh, you shoot them with a rifle or a shotgun? No, I, well. It depends, man. To be honest, with you. I do have a sweet little twenty-two with it with a nice scope on it, but yeah. I've been using a uh, I use I've been using a twenty gauge, honestly. But the first hunt this year, I was in Mississippi on some public land uh, with a buddy of mine down there, and I had the old Super Black Eagle two yeah. gauge going with me with the six shot high brass. So it was I don't know, man. Like. <laughs> After after that hunt, I, I enjoy using a twenty gauge. Like it goes back to that. I use twenty gauge. Right yeah, yeah. You, you got turned on to it. You gotta, you gotta, uh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta maneuver. You start learning a little stuff with, in squirrel woods. Yeah, um, trying to get up with them. But but we'll see. We'll 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 start running dogs whenever it gets a little bit colder and and little leaves get off the trees and stuff like that. We do that a, a few times. Yeah. One of my buddies, he's got a squirrel dog who's man he's 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 something special for sure it's fun it's fun to watch that if you've never done that yeah um, it's just a, you know it's just a different experience i've i've hunted them with a shotgun before um i've here the past few years i've i've been stuck on my 17 hmr uh, okay. with, with headshots that's that's a damn tack driver man that's that's what i like doing i like doing them little <laughs> precise little shots like that let me tell you something my grandfather would get on your tail if you shoot him in the head dude Oh really? He, he he puts he eats the brains. Oh he, yeah, a lot of people like squirrel brains. I was like, gosh, dang, I ain't I ain't never done that. We we do a uh, squirrel gravy, but I've never ate a, I've never ate the the brains, and he he, he loves that. He don't uh yeah. he don't waste anything. He gets yeah, uh, old timer thing because the only people I know that that like the squirrel brains are the older folks. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. We've had some interesting meals in our house. Um, as far as some stuff he's worked up, but they we eat deer meat probably three times a week and, and oh, yeah. squirrel season. Like we we put out baskets for catfish. Man, we just do all kind of stuff. And, yeah. and to be honest with you, you know what I feel like I'm really missing out on is the YouTube world. But it, it was one thing of just trying to figure that out of videoing. But that's a whole know, different just, ball game, man. Oh gosh, man. And but it's I just we just get into some interesting things, man. Yeah. Um, you well, know, do you watch a lot of YouTube? Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Major League Fishing at all? 
I'm not I sure don't watch a whole lot of fishing stuff on there. The, well, the only reason I say that is it's on the outdoor channel, but it, it started doing that more of like behind the scenes, like more one-on-one kind of stuff, sort of like YouTube is in a way. Yeah. And man, like they are, like they're the new Bassmaster. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, 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 I think they just bought out FLW. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. like, and that's, you know, a big time tour, but, but. Yeah, dude, YouTube is just, it gives you an experience to just show your kind of real personality. And Huge platform. It, yeah, dude. And, you know, with, that's one thing about me, man. I'm trying to figure out how to not be so one-dimensional with Instagram because yeah. tomorrow that sucker might be gone. Yeah. Dude, if it, do you realize if Instagram went away tomorrow, America Fetch would be off the face of this planet? Well, and, and I, I tell my wife all the time, you know, it's crazy all, all the pictures we have of our kids and our family, we don't have hard mm. copies of that. It's all online. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? What would happen if the internet went down? You know, your your parents would have pictures of, of, of you growing up, you know, in the photo albums and stuff like that. But, yep. you know, what about now? You know what I mean? Um, I know, that's, that's one of the things that all exists on on uh, online. It's, it's, it's scary, but in it's the a air. real thing. But, uh, For sure. Yeah. Well, um, what's, uh, what's, what's your craziest scene, thing that you've seen out in the woods? The craziest, craziest, creepiest story? Let me think, man. Um, I mean... The craziest one, for sure, it, it is Arge, is Argentina Duff Hunt. Now, for Alabama, um, man, I'm trying to think you have something creepy. I mean, I've definitely dealt with poachers. I've I've been hunting, and and this is a terrible story, but but had a I don't know if it was a neighbor's dog or anybody comes through the woods, and then a pack of coyotes. Like I ain't got to go into details, man. Four of them yeah. just come out of nowhere. And I mean, it's fifty yards from me, and I have and I and I have to somewhat watch that. And finally, I I, I shot I shot one time, and man, like it's just a terrible scene of them just grabbing and taking it off. And I so bad, but I never told the the, the neighbor because I'm pretty sure it was their house. But and it sounds so bad, but now that's that's pretty crazy. But nothing too creepy, man. Um, I tell you what's interesting. Reason you say creepy, dude, are you a flashlight guy? I, I like coming out of the woods. I, yeah, I, I like. Um, I've got a uh, streamlight. Um, I've got a streamlight. Yeah. I've got a couple streamlight flashlights that I'll use um, on my ARs and stuff, though, and on my pistols. Um, I use Surefire. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude. I mean, honestly, I've, I've, I, that's one. That's another thing I don't use. I never use a flashlight. I don't have a flashlight on me when I go to the yeah. stand. It's something about I have to walk out without one. But, but shoot, I've had the game warden waiting on me on, on a on a road coming out i'd have a flashlight and all of a sudden a figure comes out and says game warden and i'm like hmm. shoot i trust them you know and then <laughs> so that's happened dude dealing with like turkey poachers like oh okay i got you one man here you go you ready for this go one? ahead all right all right turkey season turkey season we're, we're we go we got this private lease it's it's 5 30 ish in the morning i'd say 5 30 and i'm sitting here dude at this, at this, at the edge of this road, it's a pub, it's a, it's a public road that goes by, and yeah. and the turkey has been sitting or roosting right on it. I'm sitting there, and this car pulls up, and he says, "This car pulls up, um, five thirty, and he says, "Hey, you looking for me?" And I was like, I, "No, I ain't looking for you." <laughs> and he said, "Are you sure somebody's supposed to meet me here?" And I'm like, "Man, I'm here. I'm I'm turkey hunting." I was like, "No, I ain't." Yeah. And he says, "All right." So he eases up the road and stops, and, and sure enough, dude, here comes another car, and literally right in front of me, 
this this drug deal goes down and i i wrote down oh, their, their tag number i wrote down their tag number and and uh, we turned that in and it was one of the biggest drug dealers in the town oh man it done rolled and done rolled up on me asking how you look wow for i said no dude i ain't looking for man. you man i thought but i was going to turn into some broke back mountain story or something <laughs> <laughs> That's probably honestly the craziest, man. I ain't got into nothing too too serious um, as far as creepy, but that that, wow. that that did send some shield some some chills down my back just because the way he asked it, and I I knew where this was going when when marijuana hit me in the face when the oh, wind yeah. down. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, what about you, dude? You got anything crazy? Um, I, I'd probably say the craziest thing that I've that I've ever encountered out in the woods was finding an old moonshine steel. There you go. Yeah, might have been my grandfather's. It wasn't nothing in it. I was. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It was old and long since decrepit, but it was for sure a, an old, cool, an old moonshine still. Um, that's sweet, man. And it was in Cabarrus County, where 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 I live. It's it's probably a rare sight nowadays, but um, yeah, we totally saw the old, old copper lines, and uh, um, there was an old little little lean to that had since fallen down, but it was full of old. Um, gallon glass jugs wow the old steel you know, we, we didn't find a drop of moonshine we were you know 13 years old 12 13 years we're like, oh we're gonna find something we're gonna drink it oh, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't nothing there, there wasn't nothing out there that's but it was cool, it was still cool to find but oh, that's yeah. that's I, probably I the, we, that's probably the wildest thing i've ever found out in the woods we got a lot of airheads around us so that's you know a little something that adds the mix um my grandfather, he, he, he finds a lot, and I've found a few. So, you know, it's always cool to just find something random like that. But uh, I've never found the old moonshine shine still. But my grandfather, see, one big story with him was he used to be a pretty bad alcoholic. And um, my mom and grand, grandmother had to leave the house a lot growing up just at night. And he was making moonshine, and that's what really what he got. He got on that, just some hard liquor. And, and I tell you. Kind of long story short, his testimony was what saved him was good Lord and then uh, coffee. To be honest with you, there you go. that's another re- that's another reason why I you know I started the coffee. I've had him t- taste every blend, you know, trying to get that right first one. Yeah, um, he drinks seven cups a day, man. Oh wow, <laughs> he's never slowed up. He said oh, I bet not. <laughs> he said the only thing that's sort of just uh, you know not related to to alcohol, but I don't know, gave him some kind of you know energy or yeah. slash kind of addiction but yeah well, that's yeah, awesome dude. man well well i appreciate you hopping on here tonight with me it's been good yeah, good sure, chatting man. with you um bryant go ahead and, and tell everybody real quick where they can find you online yeah guys so again my name is bryant um i'm the only one that 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 works the american venture page um on instagram so if you ever dm me you for sure get a get a message back and we're on facebook and and uh hopefully starting a podcast soon and and our website is www.americanfetcher.com and uh yeah man just just re- tell your tell your followers to definitely reach out anytime and i appreciate you having me on here absolutely man absolutely we, we appreciate you well uh yes sir y'all uh thanks for listening hope y'all have a good one take care <laughs>